in this MMA career is about family for me. So you've already addressed that uh, family situation. So, I mean, it's, it's more than I can ever ask for at the end of the day. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Hi, everybody. Good evening. Are you ready? Keep this frequency clear. I know you're going to dig this. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, here we go. Check, check it out. You're listening to the Martial Arts Media Podcast, where you, the martial arts school owner, gets insider tips and secrets from leading experts to help you build a more profitable martial arts business. Now, here's your host, the founder of MartialArtsMedia.com, George Faree. This is George Free, and welcome to another Martial Arts Media Business Podcast. In this episode, though, we're going to venture off from the business side of things. And I've got a really special guest with me today who's created a bit of a stir in the MMA world and has just recently become a two-division title holder with one championship. So I want to welcome to the show Martin Ewan. Hey, mate. Thanks for having me on the show. Awesome. Cool. So, Martin, now, you might, Martin's name might first be familiar. I know uh, I've spoken to Master Fari Salievsky a few times on the podcast, and the, the last time, just, it was after your your first title fight. Malaysia against Marat Gafarov. That was the one, the featherweight one, and we, yes. we, we had a bit of a chat just about your training and, and the process from there, but then you went on to move up to lightweight as well and you took the title there as well so first i guess i want to say congratulations thank you thank you now um it wasn't a plan to move up to um to the lightweight division um edward following the the former title holder was a is, is a friend of mine and the plan was never to move up but um it actually uh played well in our favor after um some agreements but yeah we're gonna we're gonna get into all the all the details of that, but I, I guess we should just take a few steps back. I mean, before all this, all these events started happening in your life, who who is Martin really? No, I'm just a reg- your regular guy. Um, man, I, I, I work full time. I'm a father of three, uh, married husband. Um, yeah, just a just a normal average guy that just loves mixed martial arts, loves training, and loves the competitiveness and. Um, uh, just love love the the disciplinary actions that um it comes comes with it. So okay, so now I'm I've just been reading a, a couple of things uh, about you just to get an idea of um your your background. So so you got st- started in in martial arts fairly late, I guess. Yeah, um, I started mixed martial arts when I was 21. So at that stage, um, that was when. UFC, I'd say, it was starting to boom, and um, I was coming off um, injury from rugby league, and I was a bit overweight, and you know, um, lost a bit of confidence. So, um, a friend of mine um, introduced me to Masafari and um, KMA school gym uh, overall. Where I started off Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and you know, just the just the grappling side of it, um, I loved it, and um, we stuck from it from from day one, and we kept going from there. So twenty one. So and you now you now twenty eight. Yeah, I'm twenty. I'm currently twenty eight. I've been in this um, uh, been in the martial arts game for about seven years now. At what what point did you? So you came from rugby. Did you quit rugby completely and then just moved over to martial arts? No, no. So um, when I was uh, 
seven, 16, I was, I was playing rep footy, um, rep, rep rugby league, Harold Matthews, um, and just copped a few injuries uh, through Harold Matts and um, just played rugby league up until I was about 18 years old. Um, come the end of C grade, I, I caught a quits. Um, just too many injuries and reoccur- they were reoccurring. Um, so 19, 19 to 21, um, actually when I was 19, I took, I took time off everything. And when I was 20, uh, 20 to 21, I started lifting weights and I got, I got, I got a bit, um, big, more fatty, stocky, but yeah. (laughs) Um, and then from, from there, that's when I, like, friend introduced me and we went from there. All right, cool. So you, you start this martial arts journey and at what point do you, do you feel it's time to sort of step it up? Okay, so what what had happened was we um, I, I I started off Brazilian Jiu Jitsu as I said, and during my first year and a half, uh, we done a few comps, um, some New South Wales uh, Jiu Jitsu comps. Uh, I ranked third, fourth, and from there I was I, I was I liked the competitiveness of competitiveness of um, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, so. Um, we we kept going into comps, um, ISCA comps, and I won a few matches uh, through ISCA. And then at the time, there was a few MMA fighters that were that were busting out on the local scene, and you know, they were watching them train and seeing what they go through was kind of an inspiration for me to want to um, try and keep up with them. So Master Fari just just set the path for me gradually. Um, Going into MMA, so we started off with kickboxing, and he got a few Thai guys in. We done um, Thai kickboxing. I still kept up with my jiu-jitsu and then uh, started training up for like an ISCA um, amateur MMA comp. And I took it. I took out the competition twice, uh, two years in a row. And from there, when I was roughly about 23 to 24, we we decided to step into the cage from there. <laughs> Exciting stuff. How did it all lead up to? to going your your first title with one championship during the local scene i, I racked up a few wins um and i fought for um uh national just a australian um title uh featherweight title and um i was versing a guy that was busting out in the local scene as well uh, i beat him and the winner of that fight got a contract into one championship which they just they i wouldn't say just started up but they started up and were looking for New fighters where um, KMA and Brace had become partners with one championship. So the winner of that title fight um, got the contract, and that was my that was my opening into the the world stage. So I won my first um, my won my first fight with one championship, um, and for my second fight, I was meant to be fighting another up and comer, hot prospect. Uh, but that fight got cancelled 24 hours, no, so for 48 hours before the event was about to be held, and I got moved from uh, the first fight of the night to the main event, fighting for a um, interim world title against um, one of the hot prospects uh, around the world, and um, I lost that fight um, in the first round, and that motivated me to training and just. Everything just stepped up another notch of where I had to be and where I was. Um, so from there, it, I won uh, four in a row, which um, eventually led 
my, to my rematch with the title holder. That's that's going to take some dedication on your behalf. You know, you mentioned you you married, you got three kids, you you're still working a day job. So how do you fit this all in? And obviously, you know, you you've, you've set some big goals with with where it is that you are headed, which we'll probably we'll get to in a bit in uh, in this conversation. But just walk us through how do you how do you manage your training commitment and everything to to be finding at this level with everything else going on in your life yeah yeah so it's 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 definitely hard um no one could say it's easy um and the main the main person that helps me at the most is my wife she she steps up as the the parent um to take on both roles both father and um, mother when i'm not here to look after the kids i wake up Six o'clock in the morning, I leave the house, I get my morning training in, I go straight to work, finish work, and I go straight to KMA to do my second session of the day. Um, and I come home and my wife's there looking after the kitchen. So she's, she plays a big role um, when it comes to this MMA career. Um, and you know, she's like my nutritionist as well as uh, my wife, as well as, you know, she's looking <laughs> after a fourth, a, fourth, uh, a fourth child, basically, you know. Um, <laughs> So to be honest, uh, I wouldn't be able to do much of what I'm doing now without her. So um, yeah, the, the the support that she's showing me, you know, I'm I'm forever grateful. Yes, it's it it really goes the the same goes true. But behind every successful man, there's a successful woman. Oh, 100 percent, I believe in that. So Martin, I, I want to just go a, a bit into your background. So you're born and raised in Sydney, um, and. It's it's mentioned that you 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 come from refugee parents, so you're from Vietnam, I believe. So how does how's that been different for you, sort of growing up in Australia? Has it really has it been different for you? Because I mean, you you 100% firstborn Australian, kind of like my son is in 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 a way. Um, but growing up in a sort of different environment from parents from a different point of view, and I guess a better appreciation for you know what you have in Australia. How's that? Uh, affected you in growing up and, look, and moving forward look growing up um look we weren't we weren't the yes we did come from refugee background um i was born in australia so we're all my other siblings um my being my brother and my older sister and younger sister um but growing up in australia look we grew up the the aussie way you know we were, we were aussie kids my parents never got um never brought any politics or anything that they went through in, in our lives, so we grew up living the Aussie dream. You know, I'm, I'm so thankful for this country because you know it's one of the best countries in the world to live in. Every everything that happened through school and you know um, throughout life in general, yeah. You know, my, my, my parents um, they all ra- they raised us all up um, as an Aussie child. You know, so there was there was no racism or anything going on, no bullying. Yeah, we we're, were pretty lucky, lucky and fortunate in that um, stage there. And and have you ever returned back to Vietnam to sort of, uh, I mean, you, you've been back obviously, but I mean, in a way to sort of explore what life would have been for you in a way. Yeah, no, um, it hasn't played in the back of my mind at all. To be honest, we living in Australia, man, you can't compare. Yeah. You can't compare. You, yes, yes, I've been back to Vietnam um, just after high school, and I've I've seen the way um, my my father's uh, family live over there, and you know what. What we have over here, sometimes people take for granted. But you know what? Um, 
the way my parents raised us, I mean, we never take anything for granted. We're so thankful for everything that happens in our lives, you know. That's, that's such a good point. And it's, the reason I asked this question, because, I, I mean, I immigrated from South Africa probably about 11 years ago. And, uh, and the, big, the big, I mean, growing up in a country where it's, it's still known as a first, first world, third world politics, probably. But, um, but seeing, seeing how tough life really is, you know, and I, I see people complain about things that, it, in perspective, it's it's really nothing. It's it's fabricated problems where you know I'm I'm used to going. You know, if I go back home, I'm used to seeing. Well, there's people with real hunger. There's people on the street that are actually really struggling. Like, how do I feed my family tonight? Type of problems, which is I think something people take for granted living in. It is. It is. It's. Uh, it's. I mean, it's not only our country, but. Everyone around the world, it's, it, it happens. It's just, I think it's just our natural ability just to complain, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Martin, now, so you, you, you won the featherweight championship. And then, as, as you mentioned earlier, you, so the opportunity come up, came up. Then you managed to become a two-division title holder. So, what kind of doors does that open for you from here on? Yeah, uh, being a two-time division champion, I mean, there's only a handful of us in the world that's actually ever become um, two-divisional um, title holders. So um, where it is from here, um, we've already set our goals from before we even beat Murat um, for the featherweight title. You know, we, we always said to my master and I, we sat there and we had a chat. You know, we always have our chats when we go on um, our little trips here and there. And training sessions there. Um, look, we we said we're gonna win this belt. The plan was to go down the weight division because I knew I could make the weight and fight that title holder for his belt. One championship had other plans, and they put me up against the lightweight title holder, in which it worked out in our favor of going up a division and winning that title. But where it is going from now, um, the fight's booked. Uh, it's booked for March, fighting for the third world title, and basically becoming one of the first. Um, one of the first fighters ever in the world to hold three titles um, uh, consistently in uh, three different divisions. That's that's a big goal. That's that's fantastic. It's a, it's a massive it's a massive call. It's a massive fight. But um, I feel like this is my time, and um, you know, when I when I feel like my body when it when I when your body feels right and everything feels right and the stars align, it's bound to happen. Yes, you're you're right about that, and I mean you've you've proven. That is possible. So, I mean, I, I can't see that there should be any doubt in your mind that it's that it's not a that it's an un- unachievable goal. So, let's say you get your third world title. What's where, where do you see yourself taking your MMA career? If I do win this third world title, then I'll look to defending defending the title. So, basically, everyone wants what you have, um, and you know what? I've, I've worked so hard for me to get to these this position where I am in life at the moment. So I'll be defending all three titles um, consistently. And you know what? Um, we'll, we'll, we'll play it by ear. Whatever one championship wants to do, I'll, I'll, I'll go with it and we'll, and we'll start building a career from there. Any, any plans to venture away from one championship or do you feel you've found your home and you're going to continue with, with where you are at? Yeah, so everyone's, um, everyone's been asking me this question where um, when am I going to going to UFC or, you know, when when are you going to venture out of um, one championship and move on, you know? But um, 
you know, I'm I'm happy where I am at the moment. Um, and I always go by the saying, I mean, if something's not broken, why change it? So the way one championship are treating us or treating me in particular um, as a professional uh, mixed martial artist, I'm happy the way it is, and it's it's setting up a platform not only for me but for my family as well so in terms of going to the UFC we never know at the end of the day um, I'll be defending my titles consistently until I, I guess it's you know when it's time to move on and yeah at, at that time at the moment it's not looking like that um, I'm happy where I am and uh, I think I'll be staying with uh, one championship for a while so in terms of moving on it's not going to happen anytime soon so Martin Thanks, thanks for being on the show. And look, I, I normally don't have, uh, I normally don't speak to MMA fighters on the show, nor anybody of your caliber. So I want to ask you the question: Is there anything that I haven't asked you that I should have asked you? To be honest, you've, you've asked the majority of the main questions that every every um, journalist has asked me you know, in terms of what people would, other people would want to ask me. I mean, you've 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 asked it. I mean, everything in this MMA career. Um, is about family for me, so you've already addressed that uh, family situation. So I mean, it's it's more than I can even ask for at the end of the day. <laughs> Sorry, I got my daughter; she's jumping on me. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's awesome. Cool. Well, lastly, uh, Martin, for you know, firstly, I wish you all the best, and like what you've achieved is fantastic. And I saw that video clip of you holding both belts, and you know, just pure emotion. Obviously, expressing thanks to your family, your dad as well, and everything. Um, it's, it's just fantastic to see. You look like a really genuine guy, and you deserve all the success that's that's coming your way. So, for anybody that wants to follow you and support you in this journey, where where can people find details about you? Ah, uh, so um, I've got three three main accounts. So, my first one is um, obviously Facebook, where everyone's got it. Um, I've got my personal. Um, so I got my my personal fighters page uh, where it's Martin the Situation Nguyen. Um, then I have my Instagram account where it's um, at It's Martin. And I have my Twitter account which is Martin Nguyen KMA. All right, fantastic. That's where you can um, keep in contact with me. That's the main accounts that I'm usually on. And I usually post a lot of stuff up just to let the fans know what's happening um, in my career at that point of time. And yeah. All right, fantastic. Well, Martin, I wish you all the best, and we'll we'll put links in the show notes to to all your accounts that anybody can follow you, and and all the best. Done deal. Thanks, George. Thanks, Martin. Nice. Speak soon. Thank you. Bye. Cheers. Ladies and gentlemen, that will conclude this evening's entertainment. Thanks for listening. If you need help building your martial arts school, check out martialartsmedia.com. dot